All right, fellas, we are back. Episode two of Geeking on the Sidelines, Wolfpack Watch versus Tar Heel Talk. Podcast where lifelong friends AJ Patrick and Tap come together to unpack the thrilling rivalry between the University of North Carolina and NC State football teams. High school pals share a deep bond, but when it comes to game day, their loyalties are divided and the banter is fierce. Join us as we explore our perspectives on each team's seasons, have a few laughs, and take shots at each one's respective manhoods, leading up to the annual Thanksgiving weekend showdown between the two rivals. is done um a lot to unpack here with state and carolina and the whole college football landscape really um we can get right into it fellas um kind of unpack the games from last week um and you know just unpack what what we saw what we liked, what we didn't like um and then we'll have a guest speaker on today by the name of Davis Willard. That'll come a little bit later in the pod. Should oh. be a little... <laughs> um, And then we'll unpack um, what we're looking forward towards uh, next weekend's game as we take on App State and State's got Notre Dame coming to town, AJ's squad. Top 10 team. Let's rock and roll. Uh, no, no, I did attend school last year. Notre Dame and Patrick gives me hell every day <laughs> for the rest of my life. I'll give him credit. He's still a Tar Heel at heart. Um, but yeah, we can uh, jump right into the lesser important of the games, which was NC State's challenging weekend in Connecticut. I would not say it was challenging. Yeah, it was pretty cool. First take. First take. I love Brendan. Brendan. Brendan with an N. Um, I thought he really flashed on the ground. Uh, in particular, he didn't flash in the air. His his arm talent was a little worrisome, I'd say. Um, the uh, our O line really just didn't hold up against UConn, which is not a great sign in the slightest. Um, but I got a little something to say about that later. We have a uh, player coming back from injury, so I'm excited about that because we're definitely going to have to step up against Notre Dame. Um, but, yeah, we won 24-14. We were really kind of in control the whole game other than the first driver. They got off to a hot start um, and just drove down the field. Looked like our defense, I was really worried, and I was texting y'all in that moment, and I was a little bit freaking out. But we uh, bounced back, came back and scored. And then, yeah, after that, they had we had one bid play that broke down, 71-yard rush. Their running back was good, and he really – was uh, What were the two touchdowns? How did they score their two touchdowns? Well, first touchdown was the opening drive of the game. Um, UConn drove down the field very – they actually tried to run a trick play. That was the only play that did not work. But, like, every 
every run they had was gaining like five yards. Our defense just looked like they weren't there. Um, and then the other touchdown was a 71-yard run from number 22. Let me look up his name. Victor Rosa. He had nine carries for 99 yards and two touchdowns. Wow, he really tore it up against us. Um, that's got to. Um, but yeah, so they scored that 71 yard touchdown, and then they scored on the first uh, drive of the game. Then after that, they really, they really did not do much. They were marching the ball down at the end of the game, but Pink Wilson got that crucial interception at the end, um, which really sealed up the game. And then we ran out the clock. That's basically how that went. And the main thing is we're one and zero. It doesn't really matter how you got there. And we got a bid test this week. So, who are your uh, players of the game on offense and defense? Um, first off, I'd like to just mention Brendan Armstrong. Uh, he had 19 carries for 96 yards and two touchdowns. That's uh about five yards per attempt. And he sometimes he looked like he was running for his life. I'm not gonna lie, I was really impressed with UConn's defense. They, I didn't know That's this. That's not good. That's not good. I didn't know this. Yeah, I can. You get around the pocket. Um, I feel like he definitely put the team on his back, but just yeah. by running the ball. I feel like he had to. Our wide receivers dropping the ball. I, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, and he also he also passed for uh, 155 yards passing with zero touchdowns and zero interceptions, and he probably should have thrown a couple interceptions. So we got lucky on that end. Um, but other than him, I was impressed with Michael Allen, who I talked about as one of my uh, breakout players last week. He uh, had four carries for 30 yards and also um, three receptions for 27 yards. And actually, one of those receptions was for 19 yards, which was our longest offensive play of the game. Yep, conservative Dave, the most conservative coach in America. I, I told I told y'all this last week. We were saving it for Notre Dame. Don't worry. <laughs> Tap. You're not saving it for Notre Dame when you're in a dog fight against UConn. You better go freaking win the ball game. We, we did win the ball game. Yeah, you're not saving your plays for your the team that's playing. You're playing next week. You're in the moment. Go win the game, Dave. Yep. Hey, I also wanted to apologize for everybody I told to take 14 and a half. I got a couple texts. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that, boys. We all, we, all, we all lost money. You offered that lock up about eight times last pod. Literally about eight times. I thought it was so funny. Yeah, um, I got it at 16, which is crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. Well, uh, we can go. AJ, what did uh, what'd you see in the UNC Tar Heels? What'd you like? What'd you not like? Give us a little analysis. Just what a weekend, man. College game day was cool. Got to spend it with both these guys, actually. Um, yep. Geeking on the sidelines. College game day reunion. <laughs> I think Tap had enough drinks that he became a Tar Heel fan by the end of it. <laughs> um, that is so true. <laughs> it was a really fun weekend, though. And I'll tell you, that was probably the best 
Carolina football game all around I've watched in the last four years. I did not see much pain. Um, did not feel much pain. Um, all around, I, I never... That was for a variety of reasons. You weren't feeling pain. <laughs> never felt nervous. Not one bit. Um, even down 14-10, I knew we were in control. And we were. Um, I mean, the 360 turnaround from our defense, especially our defensive line, and they're the same guys. I mean, I don't know what what changed, but it better stay that way. I yeah. never well, Ted Ted Machinino, I can't I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the guy that's our volunteer analyst that came from the NFL, his effect apparently has had set a big effect on the that D line. Um and it for sure showed in our uh our hot takes last week look mighty good. We look like we look like we knew what we were talking about after uh, week one, but we'll see if it holds up. Yep. Yep. Hot takes looking great for AJ. Lead the AC in sacks. But uh, also, as given as much props to our D-line as we are, I mean, our offensive line, I thought looked great. Um, didn't allow a sack. Uh, yeah, we had zero sacks. That was, yeah. a, that was uh, one of the – the fourth time in the Mac Brown 2.0 era that we haven't allowed a sack. Only yeah. one tackle for loss, too. Wow. Yeah. I mean, all around looked great. So many bright spots, it's hard to name one. Um, I'll shout out uh, – I'll definitely shout out British coming back from, you know, his injury and everything he's been to been through. He was emotional after the game, rightfully so. He's definitely cemented himself as our lead back and definitely a leader on this team. So props to British. Um, pretty powerful story for a for a walk-on and, and an ACL injury and everything he's gone through. Um, yeah, shout-out British ACC back of the week. Um, yeah. He finished the game with 13 carries, I believe, 15 carries for 103 yards, averaging seven a carry. He looked like a stud. Um, he was super, super patient in the backfield. Even in the Wildcats set, he would just sit, hop, 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 find the hole, take off. Um, yeah. He looked great. Um, it looks like him and Amarion are definitely going to be the two lead backs. Amarion still looks young, but he's the guy that got the two touchdown runs because um, he's just a powerful back. So goal lines, it seems like he's going to be the guy that gets in. Um yeah. But to rattle rattle off some stats from week one, some stuff that – so Drake, you know, average game for him. He did what he needed to do. Um, QBR 87 through 24 completions on 32 attempts. Had 269 yards in the air, two passing touchdowns and two interceptions in that. I think that was third quarter or was that third and fourth? It was third and fourth. Yeah, one of the third and fourth. Um, only one of his picks was pretty bad, but yeah, uh, I mean, I thought one of them was bad. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. Drake May is gonna take chances. That's who he is, and if he throws interceptions, we'll live with it because you know, at the end of the day, we know who we got, and there's no trust lost in those two interceptions. Um, yeah, if he plays a complete game. 
that he the games he played last season, I think that game could have gotten ugly. We held them to three points in the second half. I mean, once again, shout out to our defense. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we had chances to put that game away away. Like we yeah. we could have beaten them by 20, 20 plus easily. Yeah. Um, and that would come. That's just you know first game and stuff. Uh, definitely some kinks that we just got to work out on offense, but. I'm pleased. I thought a lot of our receivers were open in space. Uh, talking about one time where we could have definitely put it away. Gavin dropped a wide open pass, sitting down in the zone. Um, probably could have scored that possession. Um, yeah, he had two bad drops. Yeah. Um, um, I think, yeah, just speaking on the offense, that's definitely it's not an area of concern for me but it's i just know it's you know it's week one with a brand new offensive coordinator we have to work out the kinks but chip Lindsay has my stamp of approval he didn't change up any of the passing concepts we still are running the option the receivers are running options um you know wherever they find the zone but i did like the little kinks that he was throwing in where we have a wildcat package now we now, and even the first play of the game, I loved, and I, it's hard to explain, but British is lined up to the left of Drake in the shotgun. British takes, we snap the ball, he takes one right step, and then he turn, turns around to his left as Drake rolled out to the left, and it was just an easy pitch and catch for eight yards. And, you know, that's that's what you need on first down. You want to get those, you want to get ahead of the chains early. Um, yeah. So I like the little kinks that he has within the offense, I think, it's just a matter of working out the first year, you know, first year offensive coordinator and getting everybody on the same page. But I like what he like what he showed. Um, and then going into a little bit of stats for the defense. Actually, I'll finish the stats on our receivers. So Pesor was our leading leading uh, receiver with seven catches for sixty six yards. He looks mighty strong. Um, running great routes, had a tutty, one of the one of the biggest touchdowns in the game. Yep. All three of our tight ends had three catches apiece. So we have a three-headed snake there again. I liked how we uh, spread the ball out there. Um, then we had, let's see, J.J. Jones had two catches for 24 yards. He had that big catch um, on third down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we even ran Doc Chapman, true freshman, or maybe it's a red, he's a redshirt freshman. Um, threw him in the game a little bit for some jet sweep technical plays. Um, but I like what I saw out of a receiving core, and not to mention we didn't have our top two targets playing that game, and there didn't seem to be much drop-off. So watch out for this offense when Nate and Tez get back. Nate's day-to-day. Um, and an update on the Tez Walker situation, they will be doing a uh, Zoom teleconference um, on Thursday. The NCAA will have a panel of 10 people. They will state the facts of what they have in the case, and they'll give 10 minutes for Tez to explain why he believes he should be eligible, and then they'll go into question and answer with Tez. And then upon the end of the Zoom call, that panel will vote. And if whatever the majority says, um, it has to be a majority vote um, to to say if he will play or not. I'm not sure if that's just going to be for this next game or for the entire season, um, but we should hear something on Thursday regarding Tez Walker. Free Tez. Free Tez, for show, for show. Uh, and then uh, we've been 
sucking off our defense, but uh, just a little stats on them. Nobody's talked about Sed Dre really because he just always does what he does. Guy was their leading tackler at nine, had 1.5 sacks um, and 1.5 tackles for loss, obviously. Um, Kamon Rucker was a national defensive player of the week. He had eight tackles, two sacks, and five and a half tackles for loss. So he just looks like an absolute monster this year. Yeah. Um, other than – I love what we from Amari Gaynor, too, playing the same position as Kamon. He also looks good. He had a sack as well. Um, I believe he had two. Yeah. And, you know, secondary didn't look – didn't look terrible. We know what we're going to get from Elijah Husey this year, that's for sure. The dude doesn't miss tackles. Um, he's a dog. Um, I'm excited about the defense and the offense all around. Yeah, exciting times for sure, but we know Carolina football, and it seems like they've got it together. I don't know. You know, I've heard O-line in South Carolina is garbage. Um I think it's a healthy mix of the two because uh, a crappy UNC D-line that played last year sure as hell does not get nine sacks on an SEC O-line that's even what you would classify as garbage. So I think it's a healthy mix of maybe they aren't the best right now, but our defensive line is mightily improved to make – we already over – we've got nine sacks on the season in game one. We had 17 total last year, so that's just you know a crazy – Crazy to think about. Um, but, yeah, our de- defensive backs, I really uh, – it sucks having DeAndre Boykins go down before the game last weekend. Um, yeah. But it looks like Huzzy is going to be our star for the time being, and we're just going to have to play Tayon Holloway, a true redshirt freshman, and Marcus Allen, a true sophomore. Marcus Allen looked great, and they didn't really throw the ball his way, but they picked on Tayon Holloway a little bit. Um, but that's his first snaps ever. Yeah. Yep, that's what it looked like uh, when the depth chart came out. So I think we can just expect that going forward. Um, there'll definitely be some in-game mixes, but for the most part, that's going to likely be our base defense. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, game was phenomenal. We were all there. Tab was sitting right next to me. I gave him a few elbows to the kidney as he was cheering on South Carolina on a few third downs. Didn't did, matter, of course. I did, I did a pretty damn good job, I thought. I was just trying not to yeah, get you did, you did a good job, but you, you knew you had to do a good job. I thought I thought the game was a lot further out of reach than thirty one seventeen when I looked at the score. I thought they I thought y'all won by at least like twenty. But Yeah. I mean it ended up only being a two possession game, but certainly was not. No, not y'all y'all had it out of reach literally after the second quarter. Or great teams, great teams cover spreads. <laughs> Y'all covered it easily, bud. <laughs> yep. But props to Tap. He was a trooper going to the UNC South Carolina game with me. Uh, we had yep. a hell of a time, I would say. Um, I can I can run through defense real fast if you want me to, Pat. Yeah, uh, rip through defense and just uh, kind of give us your takeaways from. Week one, what you're looking for improvement-wise um, and what you think y'all did really well? Um, first off, I thought Peyton Wilson had a fantastic game. I think he's trying to be in the running for 
uh, the whole ACC and as a whole as well. Um, but he had 10 tackles, led the team in tackles, eight solo, and one tackle for loss and also one interception, which came at a crucial time um, when UConn was driving down the field with about five minutes left. So uh, I was really excited to see him. And then Dalvin Van also stepped up in a big way. He's our uh, – he actually gets to wear number one, which we present to our player that works the hardest in the offseason. Um, so I was really impressed with him. He had five total tackles and one sack. So other than Payne Wilson to him, everybody else on defense kind of looked a little sloppy, I'm not going to lie. Aiden White, who is a preseason all-ACC player, um, gave up a couple catches that I he normally wouldn't. I thought everybody just looked a little – Maybe they're gent led or sloppy. I don't know. But what was that? Gent legged? Yeah, jet led. Jet lagged. <laughs> jet lagged. There you go. Um, I was also. I thought you said gent legged. Gent legged out there. Jeez. They were gent led. Um, other than that, uh, I thought Sean Brown really stepped up. He is a redshirt freshman and he might be one of my favorite players on our defense he uh only had three tackles but also had two pass deflections and should have had a pick as well um but he really stepped up he wasn't a starter he came out there at the free safety position and really uh stepped up and was all around the field which was uh really impressive to me other than that on the defensive side of the ball um, nobody really stood out. I thought we just played a pretty solid game. I mean, our defense is going to be able to hold most teams under 30, I think. So, uh, looking forward to not that. The hills, not the hills. Well, we held you to last year, 2024. <laughs> um, well, I want to jump into who I thought could have stepped up a little bit more. Um, Braden Narvinson, our kicker, he went one for two, and I'm not gonna not gonna sit on here and shit on him, but he missed his first kick, and I was like, here we go again, because we had Chris Dunn who won the kicker of the year award last year, and state fans have just kind of grown to, uh, I don't know, expect us to make kicks, and he came out there, um, second possession of the game, missed a 49 yarder, and I was. I was impressed that he came back in later in the third quarter and made a, uh, or it was a, at the end of the second half, he made a 44-yarder to come back. But other than him, I thought Bradley Rosner really could have stepped up a little bit more. He had two drops in the red zone, especially one that I'm thinking of was should have been an easy touchdown grab that Brendan Armstrong put on a dime. Um, he only had one catch for 14 yards. I think he's going to be our, I talked about him last week. He's going to be our jump ball threat, especially in the end zone. So uh, he's got to step up there. Um, but, yeah, that's who I think played good on the defensive side and then who I thought needs to step up against Notre Dame next week. Um, I can jump into uh, surprising players if you want. Uh, yeah, rip them. Rip them? Um, Julian Gray. He was, a, he was a starter at slot. He is our uh, also kick returner. Um, 
he had two receptions for 14 yards and also wow no and <laughs> i'm talking i don't care i don't care about his receptions but we didn't really throw the ball well we were running but he had three kick returns for 87 yeah that's half of what your quarterback threw bud hey which one calculations yeah we gotta step up against Notre Dame for sure um but he had Three kick returns for 87 yards and uh, a bid return for 40 yards in the third quarter, which also got tapped on a 15-yard penalty, and we scored on that drive easily, which was really big to uh, kind of take the game out of reach. Um, so I was impressed by him. And, yeah, that's who surprised me on the uh, offensive side of the ball. And then I already talked about Sean Brown a little bit. But, yeah, that's all I got. On that end. Cool, yeah. Y'all uh y'all have anything to write home about, I wouldn't say from last week, but you got a lot to prove coming in, uh with Notre Dame coming to town. That is for sure. Um without further ado though, we will get into a little segment called Who Shit the Bed segment, sponsored by Willard Wing Time. Um this segment will just be us shitting on the opposing opposing team. Um, I would take this first who shit the bed for me was state's play calling, rather it being conservative Dave or Robert and I, um, they really just couldn't do anything but run their quarterback. This How little, many you, we were saving it for Notre Dame. That makes sense. Y'all think that y'all think that too shy and I <laughs> too shy and I and conservative Dave. Again, coming to you next week as they get their ass kicked. Dude, the spread's only seven and a half. I think it should be. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Just hammer that. Go ahead. I know we don't even want to talk about seven and a half. Hammer. Hammer. (laughs) Everyone hammer. Um, Yeah, but my, uh, my who shit the bed was State's play calling. Just so, so damn conservative. I mean, you got to be able to throw the ball against UConn, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Tap who who shit the bed in your mind? Well, I got two for you. First one is Drake May, your Heisman candidate, who honestly had a pretty average game. I know it was a bid time bid time game. He stepped up, I guess. Uh, but obviously through obviously through two interceptions, which I was one of them was really bad. I remember it, but uh, don't remember the other one. Now. The other one, I don't really remember. You're right, but <laughs> um, yeah, the two interceptions, and I just thought he was sitting back in the pocket for way too long to be not as good as he was. I don't know if that's your receivers not getting open, but he just made some dumb mistakes, in my opinion. And then my second one, Drake May. Uh... Drake May having an above average game is who shit the bed. I'm fine with that. <laughs> he threw two interceptions. That's what happened. One for one touchdown to interception ratio. He put up 30 points on an eight win SEC team last year. Yeah, I and guess who my guess who my second shit the bed was is South Carolina's offensive line. And my note says, oh, my note, my note on on UNC or State here. My my yeah, it, it says 
<laughs> I'm just saying that y'all's shitty defensive line should not have nine freaking sacks against a South or South Carolina SEC team offensive line. I don't know if they had about the third streams in there or what, but I know you couldn't do that against us. Well, we don't. Uh... You don't play Baron last year because your shit the bed's gonna really suck because that one blew. So <laughs> this was probably your chance to actually shit on someone because I have a film we'll probably play better. So um, I'll go into mine. Uh, it was a collective effort. It's hard to single out somebody. Um, but <laughs> I'll jump into the just the wide receiver group. I mean. Tad mentioned it earlier, kind of stole the thunder a little bit, but they didn't have a catch over 20 yards. Nine, I think 18 was the was the longest catch. Their well, leading the receiver had 36 yards. Um, they can't create separation. Half of them can't catch the ball. You question if they can <laughs> straight. Um. Not a whole lot of athleticism in that in that group. I'm real oh concerned my. about him. Um, I feel bad for my boy Brennan. Maybe it's not all his fault, although, you know, he could work on some accuracy too. But wide receiver group, they shit the bed. <laughs> all righty. That is our who's shit the bed segment. <laughs> um, well, boys, we have a, uh, we have a treat in store for you as we're about to get into our guest, first guest on the pod. He's going to bring the energy. He'll be here in a second. We've got Davis Willard. He will. We've got a freaking guy here, Davis Willard. First guest on the pod, a.k.a. D. Willie, a.k.a. Dwilly. He's a state grad somehow, and we knew Tape Tap needed some backup. He's a force to be reckoned with, a connoisseur of bootleggers and chicken wings. Shout out Willard Wing Time. Excited to have you on, brother. Let's ride. Hey, man. Happy to be here. Let's just get right into it. I'm here. <laughs> Well, Davis, we wanted uh, we wanted to get your take on how Connecticut was. How was your how was your time up watching the Wolfpack take on UConn? I mean, pack offense didn't look too hot. Won't lie, Brendan Armstrong can tote that thing. He's a fish in the pocket. <laughs> Payton, Payton with a huge game seal interception. What more can you ask for? Successful trip to Hartford, but in the, the day, she dirt for Heisman. <laughs> what was Hartford like? Did you go out in Hartford? Dude, it's no, we did not. Thank God. That is a place I will not return to. No offense to the great state of Connecticut. Sick basketball team. Stick to B ball, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so you were liking Brendan Toten that thing? Is is he him? I mean, I will know that dude. You're coming from UVA, buddy. You're not him. No offense to those Wahoos <laughs> out there too. Sorry, Randy. But I mean, 
Not everyone has it. I mean, you look at a guy like me, has it. But you look at a guy like him, just doesn't have it. I agree, but he's also built like you, Davis, and is a lefty. I mean, he's slippery. I mean, don't get me wrong. He knows how to – I mean, I can give one of those two if you want me to, but we just we just need to work on some – we just need to work on the deep ball. That's it. That's all I can think of. I mean, need some boys to make some plays. A couple wide open field drops. Didn't like it. IPAs were flowing. Didn't see much, though. I won't lie to you. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, – we talking Brennan. Brennan seems to only be the only bright spot running the ball. I mean, shit, we could have Tat back there for all I care. Pack by 90. I love it. I love it. Pack by 90 with Tat Perry at the helm. Hey, speaking Davis, of – Davis, give us a – go ahead, Tat. I was just going to ask, you, you love State so much. Why the hell do you visit UNC so often? Hey, man, two words. Fun parties, hot chicks. <laughs> Hey man, do I, hey, I went to NC State. Can't count that well, boys. <laughs> I should have said two phrases. That's all me. Two phrases. I mean, come on, come on, Tap. Don't tell me you never got, you never had a little fun in a little deke or five game basement, buddy. You can't lie on the pod. You're not wrong there, buddy. Hey, what you got? Uh, give me a little Bills, Bills predictions. What you got for this year, Josh Allen and the fellas? I mean, it's going to be four years in a row of winning the AFC East. That's it's just a no-brainer, no one. Oh, A-Rod, A-Rod, get out of here. See a trick. No one's worried. <laughs> it's it's our, it's our division to lose at the end of the day, and it's going to stay that way for a little bit, boys. Whether people like it or not, Josh Allen to Diggs, you're going to hear that one a lot on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, is, uh he's part of Bill's Mafia. He's uh, one of the pioneers. <laughs> All right, do people see this video, or we just or they just hear a sound? Just, they, uh, just sound right now. We'll, uh, I, we might... say, I can pull the jerseys out. They want to see the collection. Like, they're loaded. <laughs> Y'all gonna win the Super Bowl this year? Hey, man, it comes down to grit. Josh Allen, just a kid from Fireball, California, growing up on the farm, goes to Miami. He's just a gritty player. He has that dog in him. I see a lot of myself when I look at him. So, I mean, at the end of the day. He has what it takes, and I think he's going to lead us there. The, the great city of Buffalo is finally going to be victorious, and I can't wait to see that parade. I'll be in attendance. Believe that. You don't have any Bills games this year? Yes. Um, I think old Foster Harvey it might be joining me in Big C on November 13th, under the lights, Sunday night. Old Russell Wilson comes to town. Uh, that's an easy. That's an easy one. Hey, yeah. do you claim Russell Wilson in the state? No, I do not. He was a Wisconsin Badger, and I'm happy for him. Yeah. <laughs> there you I have agree. it. Russell Wilson, you can't claim him, state fans. No, we don't. He's not us. He's a Wisconsin Badger. Go make some more videos. You working on a plane, you bozo. <laughs> Get out of here. I love it. I love it. Hey, what are you – Davis, what's your uh, impression week one of college football? Hey, man. I mean, I'm all in on the Colorado hype, but TCU did. I think someone said they lost 32 starter. I mean, 32 returning players or something. So, I mean, to, have, to lose 32 players from last year's squad, like, what do you expect's going to happen? They had some of their defensive. I remember that Johnny Hodges guy. Like, I think he's a middle linebacker. 
He was pretty good last year, but I think someone said 22 missed tackles to him. You ain't going to dub games that way, baby. No shot. What about uh, FSU? Those those boys look good, don't they? Yeah, I mean, Jordan Travis, he could be the truth. What are they? Are they four in the new AP? Yeah. Four? They went up to four? Yeah. Um, I'll pull it up right now. What's Bama at? Well, I can confirm it's four. Oh, wow. I honestly want to check the poll for the rest. Dude, what did the Tar Heels move to? 17. Yeah. Will they start off 21? Yeah. Yeah. Four, four spots week one's pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. Top four Georgia, Michigan. I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. You 252 boys might like this. The Pirates held in way better than I thought they would. I thought I was going to be like a 55 to zero ball game. They covered. Was it 30 to three? I was about to say they, they covered. covered. Dude, I, yeah, what was the spread? Wasn't the spread 40 something? It's 36 no, like and a half, I think. Yeah. yeah, we got Ohio State down two spots. Didn't they smoke whoever they played? Yeah, but they kind of look garbage. I mean, Kyle McCord, we'll see if that guy has it or not. He's literally throwing to college legends. Yeah, he's throwing to <laughs> K-State. Oregon State, that's a good topic. DJ Ukulele said, see you, Clemson. He looks good. Yeah, he looked nice. And Kate Klubnick looked like garbage. Kate Klubnick is not him. No shot. I don't right. care if they roll if they win if they win every other game. I'm standing on it. Dudes walk. Get him out of there. <laughs> is Dabo's era done? Dude, I saw all that stuff on Sports and ESPN. Dabo needs to get with the program, man. Start ripping the portal. You can't just try to be old school and think you're just gonna yeah. get it done that way on like old old fashioned business. Game's changing. You got to change, too. He's got to yeah. adapt. Even old, uh, even old Mac Brown has adapted to the transfer portal. Hey, what's, I don't know if you all have already touched, touched down on this, but what's this whole Tez guy situation? I've been, I've been seeing that, but I don't know anything about it. Go ahead, AJ. Yeah, we touched down. Patrick's got the specifics. It's going to, in short, it's going to come up to a Zoom call where he pleads his case um, in front of the NCAA, basically, and they're going to vote on it. So um, We should hear uh, we're here Thursday. But... Well, oh, what? So if he can play the rest of the season or not, that's what's going to yeah. happen, the call? Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. That's not bad. What do you all think is going to happen? Why, why can he not play the first game? So the backstory, on, the backstory on Tez is he they're not letting him play because he's a two-time transfer, technically. But he went to North Carolina Central out of high school, and their season got canceled by COVID, so he never played a snap. And then he transferred to Kent State, played two seasons, balled out, balled out. His mom or his grandma is sick, who took care of him, and and his entire coaching staff left at Kent State, so he hit the portal, transferred to Carolina for those two reasons, and was enrolled in classes on the January 9th. And on the 11th, they changed the rule saying that you can't be a two-time transfer and play, or be eligible and then they ruled him ineligible right before the game um so it's just a bullshit case that hopefully gets overturned everything's there for it to get overturned because that guy yeah, is- I, I was gonna say i thought he like transferred somewhere committed then like went to that school then dipped back right away like two times in one year if he played two seasons for kent state i don't see the issue with that let, let the kids suit up free yeah. tez man it's all about the player yeah. 
through the NCAA. Oh, it doesn't matter. You're just gonna, you're still gonna come to Carter Finley, and you know what happens when you come to town, baby. Yes, I love it. Be will. <laughs> I mean, you and you and she can go eleven and one. You know who that one L's to, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be That's in. We'll be in, we'll be in Raleigh getting rowdy that weekend. Don't you worry. Easily. Thanksgiving weekend, you already know we're there. Oh, I'm sure. surprised y'all aren't hitting the old 252 little wakeboard sash. <laughs> These boys know you know how to wakeboard. Especially Jeez, man. Hey, I got <laughs> I got a question for you, D-Will. Hit me, baby. If you could be any college or professional football player, past or present, who would you be and why? Well, I'll give you that. I'll answer that. I'll, I'll answer that one. But first, I'll be Davis Ford because why the hell would I not want to live this life? But two, if I could be any player, I think I think I'm going Johnny Football, man. Uh, watch the documentary. I mean, dude, just living that life at that age. I mean, I get it. He flamed out. Happens sometimes. If I want to go for like. Longevity, I'll just give you this, the classic stupid answer. I'd be Brady, but no one wants to hear that. They want the fun. I'd be Manziel. I'd be going out every night, making it rain, just having a time, dude. Like, he he lived life to the fullest. He made what an S- – he paved the way for the Chad Kellys of the world to be an SEC quarterback and to run your school. Davis, you uh... – you already signed autographs in Riley for money, so you're about you're about just like them. Hey man, I mean, if you want one, I'll sign off. Just hit the Venmo. Hey, you've uh, you've you've touched on Colorado a good bit. What's your thoughts on Deion Sanders? Because that's another guy you kind of remind me of. I mean, he's he's loud. He's he says what he means, and he he doesn't fold for anybody. And I I take pride in that myself, but. <laughs> I mean, I'm going out there. I think I want to say it's September 16th. I'm going with a little claim to be Charlotte legend, Carter Weeks, going to visit old buddy Tate Coley of ours out there. And we're going to Boulder for Colorado versus Colorado State under the lights. No way. You're going to a game? Yeah, I'm, it's going to be electric. It's next will weekend. You, will you come back with a jersey? Will I come back with a jersey? Hold the phone. <laughs> Devil is going to his closet right now to go grab the jersey he already owns. Come on! Little gold, little gold alternate number nine. I'm gonna find out whoever that bozo is. I'm gonna rep him like no other. Oh my god. He's already got the jersey. Go boys. Two steps ahead, brother. (laughs) I've heard Boulder. I've heard Boulder's cool, man. Yeah, but, um, my sister was out there for a couple soccer tournaments when she was younger. She like did all that ECNL stuff. So I've toured, I've toured Boulder before. It was sweet. <laughs> I went there on the way from the ranch. It's a pretty cool spot. I mean, I'll see what the chicks you like. Two weekends. <laughs> I'll, re- I'll report back, fellas. <laughs> Can't wait to hear. There you go. Who else? Y'all got any more questions? I mean, let's. Who else is shaking? Oh, we didn't really talk about Duke that much. What do y'all think about Riley Leonard? Ooh. Unless y'all touched on that earlier. That no. Crazy. Did y'all see his his basketball? Basketball. Like, who makes it? 
Yeah, AJ, that was that. sick. He was like windmilling fast breaks. <laughs> he's like, and like he doesn't even look like, like he, he just he looks like Mac McClung before Mac yeah, McClung. He, he, when this, when we saw him like begging his professor for a late grade, I was like, "There's no way this kid can yam." <laughs> I mean, Jesus, some kids just have it like that. I guess must be nice. Yeah, but hey, he's, 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 he's a stud. I think yeah. I think I think they brew some noise in Durham this year, boys. Can't lie. Did you no, see? Good. Dude, there was no Duke fans at the football game though. Yeah, I have a I mean, you also saw, I mean, just, I mean, come on, man. It's a nerd school. You saw those boys lining up three minutes early to rush the field. Yeah, I did. That's, yeah. that's, that's stuff that just makes your school look like dog shit. That was the, uh, that was the nerdiest, like, college football. I, they were all on the field with three minutes to go. Like, what are you yeah. doing? I've never seen that before in my life. That was pretty stupid. It's, it's almost up there with State rushing the field after beating UNC two years ago. You don't rush when you expect to do something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I didn't rush the field then. Hey, man. I don't even know where I was at, brother. <laughs> I was sitting right beside AJ, and he about punched me in the face. Jesus. Oh, he's a gentle giant. Come on, stop the kizzy. Uh, all right, well, uh, got another one for you. This is uh, I I know you're him, but you line up. You said it, not me, brother. You line up one on one against Aaron Donald, Super Bowl on the line. They run the ball to you, fourth and one. Are you getting in, dude? Are you crazy? That dude has grabbed me by the fucking neck and thrown me twenty yards. I'd be lucky. I'd be lucky to move an inch past the handoff spot. I, I saw a question like that a couple a couple of years a couple of years ago. It was if you had ten tries, could you tackle Derrick Henry in every field? And a bunch of my friends said yes, and I think they all might need to go check for a little knock knock on the head. You're not tackling Derrick Henry, dude. That guy is gonna roll you. Yeah, Aaron Aaron Donald, you ain't getting by that motherfucker. If anyone answers yes to that, yeah, you might you might need to get the head checked, buddy. The dude. What'd you say? Said his biceps like his biggest. Well, I wouldn't say it's as big as D. Willie. Yeah, what do you call me? Small? It's as big as Taff. <laughs> yeah, that's better. He's like Taffy size. Yeah, that's cool with me. Don't, don't clown, big dog. Oh, hey man, man, I just had I had to get some I had to get some laughs going on the pile. That's all I can say. <laughs> got to get the energy flowing. Hey, you, got you, any, you got any? Give me a give me a. A state hot take. State hot take, and it's good. Like we're gonna write this down, and we're we'll come back to it at the end of the football season. I mean, I'm not talking year long. I'm talking about if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen now. Saturday at noon, number ten, Notre Dame. This is where this is where our season gets set. Here, if we get blown out. I'm going seven and five. We dub them. We'll see where the future holds. You I think, love it. You think they can win this weekend? I mean, dude, this is just, if you've, I guess y'all don't know the life of being a state fan, but whenever you're supposed to get rolled, we somehow win, and it's electric. <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your score prediction? Score prediction, I'll go realistic and then hopeful. Realistic, I'm going to say 35-14 Notre Dame. But hopeful? Tap, shut up, dude. Don't be such like a little diehard state fan. Let's just accept reality, bud. <laughs> but, um, 
hopeful. I'm thinking just like a 14-13 pack blocked extra point at the end. Will FSU LSU a year ago type situation? And we run off in the sunset. That would easily. If, 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 if State would win, it would be like it wouldn't be blocked. It'd be he'd miss the extra point, and we'd just be sitting there like, holy hell. <laughs> Better hide the bootleggers in Raleigh because they're all getting bought. One time in uh in college, we bought D. Willie bought a whole case of bootleggers, seventy two of them. <laughs> that happened. That did not once. That happened multiple times. Oh, hey. well, present for one of them. Hey, if you want to spread the wealth and just let your boys have a good night, man, Johnny Bootleggers. This ain't an ad read, but I might as well be sponsored. <laughs> They're going to get you some leggers, all the fans out there. You won't be disappointed. New flavor, Fruit Punch just dropped. Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. All right, well, there we have it, folks. D-Willie in the flesh. Appreciate you uh, Appreciate you coming on, my man. That was that was a great first guest. You're the dog. Um, hey, you saying, boys. Appreciate it, man. Thank you all for having me. I love it. I love, it. I love what y'all are doing. Just can't wait to see the boys grow. Just got to keep evolving. <laughs> All right. There we have it. Boys and girls, sponsored by Willard Wingtown, your CEO and founder. Right, folks, that is D. Willie. He brought the energy. What a freaking guy. Um, Great guy. Wow. I'm yeah. St- I'm staying with him this weekend, so looking forward to that for sure. Um, all yeah. right, guys. Well, uh, we're going to hop into uh, next week's games as NC State's got Notre Dame coming to town to Carter-Finley. Should be an electric atmosphere. Um, and we've got the App State Mountaineers coming to Chapel Hill for our first home game, um, who's given us some trouble in recent years. So who knows what can happen. Um, Should have beat y'all last year. Yeah, well, they didn't. Um, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into what we expect for that game, um, some predictions, um, yeah, yeah, we're just we're just gonna talk next week what we expect to see. Um, I'll let uh, AJ AJ take the um, take the realm for UNC versus App. Give us a little preview. First home game of the season is usually always a good one. Um, I think definitely be sold out. Um, <laughs> it'd be it'd be rocking and Keenan. I wish I, I wish I could be there. Um, I think, uh, I think we know we're going to get on offense. Uh, the only thing that concerns me is, you know, how our defense responds. I think that App State's going to throw some stuff at us early. I think they're going to try to get some of their players open in space with some quick hitters. They'll probably run some screens and quick slants. They're probably not going to try and hold on to the ball too long. They're trying to... My thoughts are that they're going to try and make our secondary make tackles, um, open field tackles. And, you know, they may punch us in the mouth early. Um, I hope we respond. Um, what we're going to get from them on the offensive side of the ball 
Uh, last week they played Gardner Webb, so not a whole lot to base off of. Um, they do have a junior running back coming that had a pretty good good week last week. He ran for two touchdowns and uh, about 120 yards. Uh, yeah, coming he's back, a, he's an experienced back. He's yeah. uh, definitely their star player. Looks like he came back from injury. Looks pretty strong. Um, you know, he could give us he, – he'll be a test because I don't think we saw much of a run game from South Carolina. Uh, Nate, obviously. Uh, sorry to interject. Nate Noel is his name. He ran for 24 carries and 115 yards last week against Gardner-Webb. Um, so that's pretty, that's pretty solid there. Um. Well, we are going to see um, – we, we saw two App State quarterbacks last week, um, Ryan Berger and I believe Justin Aguilar is his name. Um, Bert, Ryan Berger got taken out after the first half, and Justin Aguilar came in and held his own. He threw Joey. for 113 yards and four touchdowns, I believe. Um, and so, you know, now we got only – you got to prepare for a guy that we only saw throw the ball 13 times and saw play one half of football in a blowout. So we don't have a big much of a read on him, but you know, obviously, I think we take care of business. Um, game prediction for me: 35 to 10. Love it, love it. Tap. We'll let you off. Uh... We'll let you go into your big time matchup against a top fifteen team in the country. Top ten team, number ten in the AP poll. Um, I'm really excited for this game. We're gonna really. Are you going first off, dude? I'm not missing a state game all year, brother. Settled right now. Which one of y'all is sitting beside me at the UNC game this year? Oh, I'll be there. I'll fare Carter Finley. I take it like a champ every time. <laughs> All right, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out later. Um, but obviously Notre Dame's a damn good team, and I'm excited to see what we can do. Um, obviously they have Sam Hartman running the show down there now. Previously at Wake Forest, um, so we've both seen him over the past couple years. I think we honestly don't have a pretty good record against him. I think he's beat us his first three years at Wake, and then we beat him last But overall, I'm just really excited to see what we can do. We got to make a fancy pick real fast. Um, Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney. <laughs> um, but I think it's going to – obviously, it's going to be a sold-out crowd as we sell every game, unlike UNC. But – Noon, noon kickoff. I wish it was a night game, unfortunately, but it's going to be hot. Um, see how we uh, show up in that environment. And other than Sam Hartman, um, there's not really much to talk about in dance Notre Dame. I don't know if y'all watched. I watched a little bit of Notre Dame versus Navy, and it looked like Sam Hartman had about 10 seconds every time he dropped back, which is really – is a little concerning because Notre Dame's offensive line is obviously going to be very good. Um, so we got to definitely get some pressure up against him. And somebody that's going to help do that is uh, Savion Jackson. He is a two-year starter. Um, that's coming back. 
for uh, this game. He missed the UConn game. And I'm just really excited. He's going to be our D end on the left side alongside CJ Clark and Dalvin Van. Um, so I really think that's why we got a little stumped up in the trenches against UConn. Gave up that bid 71 yard play. I don't think, I don't think Notre Dame's going to be able to run the ball against us. I think they're going to have to throw it, especially with our linebacker core. Um, really? Yeah. I think the best offensive line in the country. Yeah, and we I just told you we have a two-year starter coming back. So I'm excited. I think we're going to get pressure on Sam Hartman. And he definitely does not know how to play in Carter Finley. So is MJ Morris, our redshirt freshman last year, or our true freshman last year, beat him. So, but yeah, a little bit about Sam Hartman. He's thrown for 455 yards. Um, absolutely dogging Navy and Tennessee State. Um, but really, we really just have to get to him. Dang, he's thrown six touchdowns with zero interceptions. That's a, that's yeah. a Heis, that's a Heisman candidate right there. Not two for two. Yeah, they played two games. Yeah, they played two games. Garbage. But yes, Sam Hartman does look very good. And in, when Notre Dame has a quarterback, which they never have, they're going to be dangerous this year. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just jump right into my prediction. I think it's going to be. A tight game the whole way. Um, I really hope so, at least. I know y'all just said hammer to seven and a half, but I will not be doing that. I, th- I think we are going to pull it out in a tight one. I mean, we got we're all, we're at home. We got the fans behind us. We got our stud QB, and I think he's going to make it happen, no matter what it takes. And my prediction is a little bit of a defensive battle. And I'm saying 24-21, the Wolfpack. There you have it. I just got 50 on Notre Dame minus 7 and a friend of y'all wondering. <laughs> no lie, I can show you the receipts. I got at plus 18. <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be an interesting one in Carter-Finley. Being uh, – I know State's going to play better playing at home and for another home crowd. Noon game kind of sucks having number 10 coming, but I mean, Notre Dame, at least from the years past watching UNC play them, they just, you know, you think you have a shot, you think you have a shot, they just wear you down, wear you down, and then by the fourth quarter, they just are better, the better team. I personally don't see State being able to stop Sam Hartman in that offense and then having their stout defense um, put a spy on Brennan Armstrong. But we shall see. We shall see from the Wolf Pack. Um, it's going to be an interesting one, but you never can count them out in Carter Finley, I will say. Little, Screw that place, though. Little, um, little side note last time Notre Dame came into town, we won 10 to 7 in the Hurricane game. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was yeah. a wash. It actually was literally a wash. It was like, yeah, it was literally a wash. The only touchdown of the game was a punt block that we had. <laughs> that game was insane. That actually was one of the craziest football games. Yeah. You, do y'all know there's a hurricane coming? It's supposed to hit in like two weeks on Saturday. I don't know who y'all play in two weeks, but we play VMI. I don't. I don't know if y'all are home or not, but I think it's supposed to be pouring down rain. That's in two weeks from Saturday. In two weeks from Saturday, or yeah, who do y'all play after at Minnesota? 
at home. Yeah, which isn't good because they run the ball. I was, I was about to say. Um, I'll get into what I'm – my analysis for next week's game. Um, app coming into town, 5-15 game, ACC Network. Uh, what a weird time to play a football game, 5-15. Um, but either way, we'll be under the lights come second half. That'll be exciting to see the new uh, the new upgrades to Keenan with our flashing lights um, that seems to be taking over the country. Um, you're about two years late on that one. Y'all did it literally for the first time last year, as along with a, half the other country. Um, but App, they lost their quarterback last year. Um, from last year, Chase Bryce. I really don't know much about their team. I know their starting quarterback went out and he's out for this game. But their backup came in and had a went 11 for 13, 174 yards, through four touchdown passes. So it seems like he's going to be serviceable. Um, and then they're going to have an experience back in Nate Noel. Um, but damn, I don't see – I don't see a scenario where UNC is going to be a 10-win, 11-win, undefeated team, ACC contender, if we don't beat the brakes off of this football team. We have much more talent. Um, they gave up 24 points to Gardner-Webb, and the score at halftime was 14-10. to 10. Um, It was a game going into the fourth quarter when App uh, kind of opened it up, uh, shutting them out in the fourth quarter. Um, I think that they're going to come out hot. Taps uh, now showing a fish from Big Armstead. That thing's a stud. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think App comes out hot. They come out guns a-blazing. That's their Super Bowl game. Um, you know, they want to come beat UNC. It's, you know, they, they want to come. It's going to be a rubber match from the last two years. Um. They probably throw some trick plays in there. I bet you I wouldn't put it against. They score first. Um, it's a little bit of a game until we can, you know, everything settles in. We start executing um, and we start getting some separation from them in the second half. Um, I would really like to see our defense respond after the performance they played last week. I know they got a, they definitely got national pats on the back. Hopefully they're not taking that to heart after they got absolutely thrashed all offseason about how terrible they are and they are back to work and trying to trying to get better at the stuff that they weren't good at with in the South Carolina game I want to see uh, Tayon Holloway improve our corners improve um, you know just being in the right spots is really all I all I can ask for um, and then I really would like to see our offense get into a solidified rhythm where we're Beating on all cylinders, running the ball, passing the ball. It looks like nobody or they're not going to be able to stop us. Um, with that being said, my prediction for the App State UNC football game, I've got us 42 to 17 thrubbing in Chapel Hill. Get on next week and start pre preparing for PJ Fleck and the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Yep. It's a dub this weekend. Excited to, I'm definitely excited to watch the uh, state game, though. It's going to be very interesting, Tap. Hopefully we can come back on the pod next week and we're still all excited about football. All right, let me hear y'all's uh, prediction on the Notre Dame state game. Give me a score. 
Uh, I'm going to get 31 to 10. All right. 45 to 24. Dude, y'all think it's going to be that bit of a blowout? Yes. Well, Precisely. I can't wait to prove you wrong. Hey, that's why we got next week to talk about it. Uh, but without further ado, new segment we'll bring to you every week. The boys are going to pick a three-team parlay that's not involving UNC and State because we would easily pick the spreads against State and against Carolina. We'll bring you a three-team parlay. We're going to take it on the air. Um, we'll lock it in. Would love people to tell, and when it hits, we'll be coming back with some money in our pockets. Without further ado, my first pick. We're going to do – I get a pick, Tap gets a pick, AJ gets a pick. My first pick, I've got Utah minus eight versus Baylor. Utah, even with their backup quarterback, goes in, handles Florida SEC team with ease. They're going up against a Baylor team that lost to Texas State at home last weekend. That is embarrassing. I don't think Baylor can be worth a crap if they lose to Texas State. While Utah looked great, Utes minus eight, lock it in. Tap, what you go. got? I'm going to give a little shout-out to the boy John Whitley over here, and I'm going to take Miami plus four-and-a-half against – Texas A&M. So they play in Texas A&M at home. Um, I think it's going to be a really close game the whole way. And I think the home field advantage is going to swing a little thing. Uh, swing it a little bit. Sorry for that weird word. Um, but, yeah, I thought Tyler Van Dyke played well against Miami of Ohio. And, yeah, my pick is Miami plus four and a half against Texas A&M. Bedtime ACC and SEC matchup. Hey, speaking, like speaking of, the ACC is 2-0 and against the SEC currently through the first two weeks of college football. Yeah, FSU forced to be reckoned with, that's for sure. Thank goodness we don't this year. What you got, it? I like those picks, boys. I don't think they're bad. Um this is, I think we're going 1-0 on our little little parlay this week. So, to round it out, I got the green wave, Tulane, at home against Ole Miss. Tap, just speaking about SEC, maybe they're having a bad year this year. Tulane plus 7.5, coming off a great season last year. Beat USC in the, what was it, Cotton Bowl? Um, yeah. They barely played their quarterback last week. He was basically flawless, almost went perfect completion-wise, uh, still threw for 200 yards and four touchdowns. Um, yeah, people on Bourbon Street, they're going to get up for this. SEC, Tulane plus seven and a half. All right, there you have it, boys. We've got Utah minus eight against Baylor. We've got Miami plus four and a half against Texas A&M. And we've got the Tulane Green Wave plus seven and a half, AJ? Yes. Plus seven and a half against the hotty toddy and Ole Miss. Um, That'll round out the second week pod. Appreciate y'all listening. Uh, 
definitely give us a text if the parlay hits. If it doesn't, don't get mad at us. It's just betting. It's just money. <laughs> hey, we're both one and zero. That's a good thing. That's right. Both one and zero. Both uh, big games this weekend. One and zero again. Hopefully, look forward to watching both. Appreciate y'all joining us. We'll be back next week to break down last week's game. We'll have a guest. We'll do another parlay, um, and we will break down the week, uh, the next week's game as well. Appreciate it. Wolfpack Watch for Star Hill Talk. We are out. Peace.